is about time that this is happening finally. Hello, my name is Elle Kramer and I'm so excited to be here today with you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to the first ever episode of What the L. This podcast has been a dream of mine for probably like two years now. I don't know. It's been a long time coming. I tried to start a podcast like two years ago but technology was not my friend at the time but I think now we're like acquaintances and I think we're gonna be okay hopefully hopefully we're okay I this is my second microphone that I've went through don't ask me how don't ask me why but we're here now and that's all that matters so first and foremost what is this podcast going to be about what what is my goal what are we trying to accomplish here so basically i just want this to feel like i'm talking to a friend even though i'm talking to (laughs) myself basically i just want it to feel like you know it's just me and you here and we're just sitting and discussing talking about life and i'm gonna have guests at some point i just think the first few episodes i need to figure out what i'm doing and how the structure of this podcast is going to be just because i am very new to this process and i really do not know what i'm doing if you (laughs) couldn't tell by the actually no we're not gonna we're not gonna talk down on ourselves today you know what that's another part of this podcast a huge reason why i want to start a podcast is because I have a lot of places that I need to grow, and I think there's a lot of places that a lot of people need to grow, and I hope that this podcast can become a community of people, different or not, like-minded people or not, where we can just grow together and become better humans in whatever way that is, and hopefully by discussing some fun topics, some personal stories of with friends (laughs) maybe I won't share too much of myself just because you know if you do know me you know I am unfiltered and 99% of the time my intrusive thoughts do win so I'm trying to make sure that what I say on the internet is of value (laughs) so we're just gonna do our best here and if I keep referring to myself as we just please get over it because sitting by myself in a room talking to myself is kind of weird, but it's going to be okay, right? If this is the first time you're ever hearing my voice, let me just give you some insight as to who I am as a person and what I like to do. So I am, I would say, an extroverted individual, but honestly, in recent times, I have kind of mellowed out I should say like I say take that with a grain of salt like let me give you let me give you a scenario let me give you a scene so me and my bestie we're at a party right and we've been there for like two hours having a great time like just doing our thing making our rounds talking to people we know and then we give each other a look and that look is like okay time to circle up get the girls even though it's just me and her like let's we're done we're out of here and what I mean by that is once my social battery dies I'm done for the night I'm ready to go home I have no energy left to dance I don't want I don't want to do anything I just want Taco Bell and I want to be in my bed and I want to be watching New Girl and that's it and if you're not on the same wavelength as me with that like that's completely fine if you're like a 
bar rat who can stay out till 3 a.m., I applaud you. That is amazing. That was me probably at, like, what, 16? That is – I went through my phase, okay? I went through my – oh, wait. Did I just mention that I was illegally drinking? Whatever. It's Louisiana, okay? It's Louisiana. If you're not drinking at 16, if your bottle doesn't have beer in it whenever you're five – actually, are you even still drinking bottles at five? When did we stop drinking bottles? I don't know. I was a weird kid, and I had bottles until I was, like, eight. But you probably weren't weird. Or maybe you are. And if you are weird, that's okay, too. I am so sidetracked. I have no idea where I was going with this. Where? What was I talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. I would also like to add that I'm in no way, shape, or form promoting underage drinking. You should never, ever, ever do that. That is bad. That is a no-no. But it doesn't mean I shouldn't tell you what not to do whenever I was underage because that would not be cool. So I'm not going to not tell you what I was doing, right? Okay, so, yeah. But the thing about Louisiana culture is whenever you are, you know, 10 years old and you're seeing, like, people throw in beads for it to like flash you in front of your house and like just seeing all kinds of out of pocket things I can't even explain the things I've seen on Mardi Gras like I I can't I I can't explain it I don't want to relive some of them that's actually so dramatic but I think I like to be dramatic for emphasis it's just fun so just deal with it so, majority of you are probably not from Louisiana and have no idea what the culture's like. And you're probably like, it, isn't that just a boring place where those hick kids drive to school on their pet alligators? And you are absolutely right. My alligator, his name is George. He is a very nice gator, and I feed him salmon every single morning. Um... I've had him for about 10 years, and hopefully hopefully I can get another one soon. I'm not really sure because the market is kind of oversaturated right now, but I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at different, different kinds because there's this, like, faster one that I really want. But anyways, I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. Oh, yeah, another fun thing about Louisiana is we have, like, drive-through daiquiri shops, um, the concept of that is like it's basically a drive-through, but for alcohol. Isn't that crazy? I don't know how that's legal. I don't know who invented that because isn't that like drinking and driving, basically? Like they literally just leave the straw, the top of the straw wrapper on, and they're just like, okay, don't take the wrapper off. And if you get pulled over, I don't know. Good luck, Charlie. Like what? <laughs> if your wrapper's off and you get pulled over, like literally, good luck, Charlie, because. The police here, they do like to be getting their check and getting those ticket money. Like, they they like to get that ticket money. Best believe they do. So drive the speed limit here. That is another thing you should know. Also, Louisiana drivers are terrible. Um, but if you're a girl and you have stomach issues, you are, in fact, excluded from this statement. You are a fantastic driver. Keep your head up, queen. You're doing great don't let the curbs hit you like keep your head up 
Another thing you should know about us, Louisiana Thals, is that we are very hospitable. We have that southern hospitality, so we know how to throw a party, okay? We, need, we know how to throw a few kickbacks. We know how to tailgate. Tailgating is a, actually an Olympic sport here. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Baton Rouge, if you've ever been to New Orleans, but, like, LSU game days, those are on a different level. They are so fun. It is a completely different experience if you've never – like, if you're from, like, Atlanta or something – and you just like want to go crazy for a weekend, like go to NOLA. I'm not even kidding you. I went to NOLA to go see, oh, and NOLA stands for New Orleans, by the way. I kind of assume everyone knows that, but I forget sometimes. So yeah, I went to go see one of my best friends in NOLA um, and she had this sorority event, or no, her friend had a sorority event and I got invited with her, whatever. So I ended up going with her and like, I had one drink, one drink, and the next thing you know, I'm on Bourbon Street and I'm holding a python. I don't I don't know how this happened, but basically this man came up to me and he was like, I need a pretty girl to hold the snake. And I said, do I have to pay? And he said, no. And then I said, okay, give me the boa constrictor or whatever it was. I don't even know. Some kind of serpent that was slimy and I'm scared of. But, you know, liquid courage and all, I put this snake on me and I was like, this is me. This is this is who I am. Like, I'm Demi Lovato, like, not Poot Lovato. I am who I am. And this is who I am. And then the snake man starts slowly reversing on his, what are those things called? Like the flying moped, hoverboard, whatever, hoverboard. He was walking away slowly on his hoverboard. And I start actually screaming at the top of my lungs because I'm like, I'm drunk and I'm holding this huge ass snake and he's starting to move. Like, where are you going? So then I'm like, where are you going? Where are you going? And he's like, you got it. You got it. And I'm like, no, you freaking take this snake back. Damn it. Like, what, what, what do you think is about to happen here? You're not about to leave this snake with me. So yeah, beware of the people on Bourbon Street with the big ass snakes because they will try to make you take the snake and make you pay $20 for it. But if you have pretty privilege, you can hold a snake for free. The other thing about Louisiana is we have really good food. Um, but the if you're a girl and you're looking for like really just awesome like a good pool of men, like this isn't the place to come. I'm just telling you now, abort mission, like you're not like okay okay, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I know, I know my guy friends are going to come on here and be like, what the hell L? Or they're going to be like, they're going to be like, better yet. What the L L? And I'm going to say that there are, there are a good bit of exceptions, but those exceptions are all booed up, have been booed up since high school, or they're just not there yet. <laughs> just not there yet. And that's okay. So if you are looking for a good dating pool, don't come here. Just don't. I'm telling you, go to Texas or something. There's like a thousand people. Like, okay, okay. I My thing is, like, I know a lot of people want to stay, like, their homebodies and stuff, but I just don't want to go to the freaking grocery store and see, like, 25 people I know. Whenever I just want to go to the grocery store looking like a wet rat in my flip-flops, with no bra on, no makeup, hair done in a freaking George Washington colonial ponytail. Like, I don't even know. I just want to go to places in the most ridiculous 
outfits known to man and not have to worry about seeing my freaking first year like situationship from college like no I just I don't want to have to deal with that and nobody should so sometimes I'm like do I want to move to a big city but I'm also like do I give big city girl energy because I'm also like I also love my family I love my family so much but also my family drives me insane absolutely bonkers and you know who you are if you are my family you know who you are obviously and let me tell you where I grew up, I'm going to tell you a little bit about just me in general. Um, So something I really have always loved has been the gym. Ever since I've been in like eighth grade, I've always had this strong emotional attachment to the gym. And I think that started because of just really struggling with my body image at like such a young age. Like how old was I in eighth grade? I don't know, like 13, 14. And that's such a sad age to start having like these sad thoughts about what I look like. So now I'm going to need you to use your imagination and close your eyes. But if you're driving, please do not do that. Okay, so now that your eyes are closed, I want you to imagine a prepubescent, awkward, maybe has like five to six teeth, Uh, has like a bob 13 year old L and just imagine that girl feeling really sad about the way she looked and that was honestly my whole like generation of girls I grew up in the era of you're just starting to get your phone like people around me I'm so happy that I didn't have a phone until I was like at least in fourth grade, okay? Like, there's some kids now getting their phones at age 10. And, like, they're not having the normal going play hide-and-seek outside. Like, I'm so grateful that I wasn't exposed to it until fourth grade. I mean, fourth grade is still early. But I was very persistent on wanting one, and I am the only girl, so I was spoiled. And also... My brothers would throw shit on me, so I think my parents felt bad for me. So whenever I was in my teen years, I was growing up seeing all the photoshopped edits, all of these things, like all of all of the highlight reels on social media, all of the comparison, all of it was like, that was the first time that like our parents ever had to deal with something that they didn't understand. Like they didn't, parents don't understand the struggle of social media and like having that anxiety as a girl especially as a girl like I don't really I can't really speak for guys because like I don't know if you compared yourself at age 13 to supermodels who literally probably eat like a string bean a day but for me I can say that so many girls I've talked to have struggled with body image from that point on and that is probably when my image my body image started Like, that's when my problem started, like, around eighth grade. And that was whenever I got into the gym because I thought I was fat. And I was literally a 13-year-old girl. And that just breaks my heart. Like, I want to go hug the younger version of myself. And I want to be kinder to her because this – I've been conditioned to think this way since I was so young. And since I've been so young, I've had to retrain the way I think and be kinder to myself because 
it's hard being a girl. It is really hard. And it's hard being a guy too. Like y'all have to put up all these walls and be quote unquote, not emotional because that's not masculine, but that's so stupid. Like you should be able to like talk about your emotions, talk about your feelings, cry. I hate stigmas. And I hate as a girl that we are, are used to like, it's the world's becoming more inclusive now, but for so long it was one size fits all. And that's so not the case. And I just hope to whoever's listening to this, like if you struggle with your body image, you get one body and you are blessed to be able to move it in the ways that you do. And that's the way that I try to look at it now instead of being upset that I'm going to go to the gym or I try to change the reason why, like change your why. Why are you doing this? The reason I go to the gym is because I need that time for myself or else I will go mentally insane and probably punch a hole through a wall because I am a little bit crazy if I don't get my exercise in. But that's not everybody. I go to the gym because it is my time of putting myself first and that has been a big priority of mine for probably like the last two years just because I've spent my entire life putting other people, oop, that was my water bottle. I spent my entire life putting other people first and I had to stop people pleasing and choosing myself because at the end of the day, you are the only person who is never going to disappoint you. Like your mom is going to disappoint you. Your dad is going to disappoint you. Your boyfriend, your best friend, everyone. I mean, honestly, I completely take that back you are probably going to disappoint yourself too. The only person who is not going to disappoint you is Jesus. And I stand by that mic drop. Jesus is the thing that gets me through this life. I don't think I could do it without him. Um, It's sometimes hard because following Jesus sometimes seems countercultural in this world. And sometimes it's not easy being a Christian because you know, there are worldly temptations and worldly desires, and there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong if you feed into those. I mean, I literally do. I was 16 and drinking. Like, obviously I do. Obviously I'm human. Obviously I still struggle with these things. But the point is, like, I still get up every single day and choose him and, like, choose myself. And that's where my mindset has shifted from being depressed and anxious to giving it to God and just truly living my life and hoping and knowing and trusting in his plan and knowing that he's going to put me where I need to go. And that may not be where I want to go, but it's what I need. And this whole year of my life, this past year of my life, it's not been what I wanted, but it's been what I needed. And God has given me so many opportunities that I'm so blessed to have. And I do not do a good enough job of not taking it for granted, but saying it out loud, I think helps me at least like writing it on paper too, but saying it out loud and standing by my actions helps me to be somewhat of a more well-rounded individual. Sorry for that complete tangent that I just went on about like self-love and stuff. I might do that a lot. I kind of get really excited about things that I want to tell you and then I just kind of forget what I was talking about. 
I'm a little scatterbrained, if you couldn't tell. I'm a little all over the place, but we're trying our best. So yeah, about my gym history, I was feeling sad, yada, 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 worked out. And then we get into high school, and then I played uh, varsity sports in high school. I was had all these accolades that I thought defined me as a person. And, you know, fun fact, whenever you get those accolades taken away from you because there's a nationwide pandemic and you thought all of these things that you used to define who you are don't anymore and you don't have those things anymore, you kind of go into an existential crisis and you're like, whoa, who am I? So that's kind of exactly what happened to me. I was beautifully blessed to be part of the class of 2020 the class of 2020 during COVID, yeah. So didn't have a graduation. I mean, we did. It was the shell of a graduation. It was honestly really depressing. Um, I still don't think I'll ever get over the fact that we were robbed and everyone in 2020, if you were a graduate of some sort, was robbed. And I'm sorry if that happened to you. And if you relate to that, I, I hope that you healed from it because I think there will always be a small part of me that misses my high school graduation and misses the parts of high school that I didn't get to finish because I wasn't ready to be done I really wasn't ready like and that was something that I'm still realizing like I had a lot of stuff before school ended that I like needed to do and I never got to do those things so like I never really got closure but I guess that's like part of this world like sometimes you're not going to get closure and sometimes you're just going to have to get up and keep going and I think that's something that I've learned to do really well and it's unfortunate that I've had to learn how to do that but I have so yeah I played all these sports in high school basketball track cross country indoor track played some soccer in middle school Uh, I was definitely making mud piles with this girl named Lily on the bench that was like formational time in my life great time love you Lily hope you're doing good um but yeah so I played these sports in high school I was more of like the team morale team spirit because you know I wasn't the fastest but you know I was like showing my support and that's all that the team wanted because you know running kind of sucks like let's be so for real it's a love-hate relationship if you're a runner like I have struggled with shin splints my entire running career, all of high school. I struggled with the worst race anxiety. I hated racing, like absolutely hated racing. Like you can ask one of my best friends, whenever I would race, I'd literally get like the biggest pit in my stomach and like want to throw up and then I'd get the nervous shits and then I'd run to the bathroom like 10 times before I would race. And it was just, it just was a source of anxiety for me. Like I enjoyed running like leisurely, but I did not enjoy competing. And that was something that I learned about myself. Like I hate competing. I put too much pressure on myself to perform good. And if I don't perform good, I get upset with myself and I'm like, why am I not good enough? So that was kind of like the whole mind mindset in my high school life. And I was also in this like advanced placement PE, which like was with this girl who the coach who led it had like a raging like six pack even when she was pregnant so like I'm sure her child came out to be like the Hulk or something I don't know but she was benching a plate at like seven in the morning whenever we were in that fitness PE class so I might as well say that she was a huge reason as to why I got so 
heavy into lifting because I was like, this girl is such a badass. Like she's doing it at seven in the morning. Like she's putting in this work and I want to be like her. So I made it a goal that I was like, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to get strong. I'm going to do what she's doing. And so like throughout high school, I was trying to get stronger strength wise, not just like for the sportsman aspect of it. Like I was trying to do it just to like, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know what I was doing, honestly. Like sometimes high school, I look back and I'm like, that really happened. Like, that's kind of crazy. So yeah, I was running three miles at seven in the morning on Mondays and then going to track practice after school and running probably like three to seven miles depending on the day. Cause I was a mid distance runner. I was not, I was not a sprinter. Don't get it twisted. I have never been a sprinter. I will never be a sprinter. I envy those who can run, like p- pick up their legs that fast, but like my feet just do not do that. Like my feet just basically stay on the floor and I'm, all I can do is run the 800 and cry myself to sleep. Like that's, that was my specialty. Also running the mile, that sucked. But like, you know, I just ended up realizing like running as a sport is not meant for me. Like I like to do the leisure things. And that was when I was like, okay, peace out. So then I stopped racing my senior year because my shin splints were so bad and I couldn't race anyways, but I'd still travel with the team. But you know, March 13th rolls around and they're like, Hey, yo, like we got a pandemic. We got to shut down the whole world. So then I'm like, okay, what now? I got to be a hot skinny legend for senior trip. Like we're going to freaking, where were we going? I don't even know. I don't know where we were supposed to go to Punta Cana, but like there was some sketchy things going on and our parents didn't want us to go. So blah, blah, blah. We didn't go there, but I'm like, I got to look good for all these little 18 year old boys. I'm going to be with like, I got to look good, you know? We're going to be all dancing, like, on an all-inclusive resort, having the best time. Like, we graduated high school, yada, yada. It's going to be so fun. I have to look good. So, in my mind, I'm thinking that we're still going to have senior trip, even though the world is, like, stopped. So, let me just let me just give you a little bit of what my COVID workout routine looked like. Okay. I'm just giving you a warning now. Um, if you do get triggered by this, I'm sorry, but I will be playing something for you so you can know what it's like. So just warning. So yeah, if you know what that is, I'm sorry. Um, I think we all need to go to therapy after that. I was part of a cult in 2020 called the Chloe Ting 30-day ab challenge, and I think over 519 million of us were also in that cult, according to her YouTube video that I clicked on to watch that, which is kind of crazy, kind of crazy that 519 of us were consecutively doing these ab challenges on our kitchen floor during COVID, trying to look like a skinny queen, doing these stupid planks, God, I hated those planks. She made me actually, like, Chloe Ting started my body dysmorphia. Mark my words. Mark my words. Chloe Ting started my body dysmorphia. Sorry, Chloe Ting. I'm sure you're a really nice person. But, like, that whole song 
actually keeps me awake at night. Like any single time I hear those, those like beats that she has in her videos, I, I jump a little bit. So yeah, doing those little cardio exercises during 2020 really just made me, I was honestly like kind of killing it during the time. Like I know I'm kind of hating on Chloe Ting, but like I looked good at that. Like I was defined, I was chiseled, but also it was because like I was literally working out like crazy. I was literally like an energizer bunny because I had nothing else to do. And if I did anything else, like literally all I did during COVID was tan in my backyard with my dog laying on top of me because like she just jump on me and those like reclinable chairs that you can put your face in on Amazon with my mom. Like that's literally what we would do or I was working out and doing Chloe Ting. Yeah, that's literally, or I went to the Dick's parking lot and we social distanced with like my high school best friends and we would just sit and like talk and be like, I wonder if we're ever going to go back to school and just, you know, have that as our social outing because we were all depressed. But yeah, so we ended up getting, getting to have our senior trip. We ended up going to, I didn't go to the, where did I go? I went to Florida for our senior trip and we got this like a three-story mansion it was with like my high school friend group and it was super fun um Chloe Ting definitely did her job so thanks for that so then I decide to stay at my hometown college and all my best friends end up going to a college like an hour away and I am like feeling so I just don't know what is like I don't know who I am because I think the fact that I think I was honestly still in like a culture shock since COVID and I was kind of just like on autopilot and didn't really know what was happening I just needed to get out of my house like that's literally all I knew I was like I've been in my house for like 10 weeks just sitting here and like rotting and watching the freaking Tiger King losing my mind like (laughs) watching freaking say so edits on TikTok. I I couldn't do it anymore. I was going to lose it. If I saw one more like if I made one more whipped coffee, I was going to I was just going to fall to the floor and you're going to have to bury me. That's how bad it was. So, I start online college basically, and my brain is already fried because I just had endured basically like 4 months of the last bit of high school, the last bit of time I had with my like best friends from childhood before we all went off to college before we like knew the time was up that everything was over like I was still brain dead from that period like that whole COVID era changed my brain chemistry I'm I kid you not like there are things the way I think now has a lot to do with what happened in 2020 I'm gonna be so honest like that was such a hard time for me, like such a transformative and weird time. I don't even know how to explain it, but I think I need to move on because if I talk about it too much, I start to feel delusional. So yeah, school starts, all my friends move away. I'm by myself. I start uh, school, whatever. And then I join CrossFit and I'm doing CrossFit for a while and that seems like it's filling my cup. And um, if you're just starting fitness and you're like not ready to go to the gym by yourself and like do that whole thing, because I know it can seem kind of intimidating. CrossFit is a really actually mm, I don't know. It kind of depends on what CrossFit gym you go to. But CrossFit could be a good place to go with a friend like for the first time, because if you're just getting started 
and you want to do something active but you don't know what, what to do having somebody tell you what to do like with the other group of people is really nice and it's like feels like a community and it's really supportive so I really like that for that point of life that I was in like I was just feeling isolated and alone and I needed a community and I needed to feel better about myself and CrossFit did that for me but at some point I think I grew out of it and I was like okay I'm over this I missed the gym I'm ready to go back so I went back to the gym and I guess I can go to my sophomore year. So my sophomore year was whenever I went to the different college, the one that's not in my hometown. And I started working out there and I went to the UREC over there. And that was the year that I said, okay, I'm going to bench a plate for my new year's resolution. And I did it. I did bench a plate a year after that, but my form was not good. I will say that my form, I was like hyper extending my wrist too far back. And I think I was basically like looking back, I think my form, I was probably working more of my forearms and my triceps instead of my chest doing my bench, my like quote unquote rep. But I mean, I was still touching my chest, but I was just extending my wrist too much to where it was just not good form. So Ever since then, I've kind of backtracked and I haven't been doing as much weight. Like, I haven't benched. I feel like I've kind of plateaued. Like, I haven't benched. How much is it? 135? I don't know. A plate. 135? I think that's 135. I haven't benched like 135 in a good minute because I'm trying to readjust my form. And sometimes that's okay if you have to readjust things. And then um, life got hard. I got a boyfriend and that... (laughs) I had a boyfriend for like what a month and then I was like super sad for a minute because obviously you're going through a breakup and that makes you sad so then I was like okay now I have to like really it's like time for my glow up like where this is time this is it but all during this time like I'm not seeing the results I'm wanting like I'm not feeling good I'm feeling unmotivated all of this stuff but like during this time I'm still showing up consistently I'm still being so consistent besides my diet my diet was not good at the time and I say that like my diet is still it's still not what it could be but I live in a way like a way that I don't like I don't like to restrict myself because I also have a very super sensitive relationship with food because I struggled with disordered eating not an eating disorder there's a difference eating disorder is whenever you're like making yourself throw up and not wanting to like force like not eating like to be to lose weight to be skinny whatever but like in like disordered eating is just having issues with wanting I don't know actually I might have to look up how to explain that because I don't really know how to explain that Okay, here's the definition. So eating disorders like bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder, and anorexia nervosa are mental illnesses that are based on a very specific set of diagnostic criteria met by only a minority of people. Disordered eating, on the other hand, represents an array of disturbed behavioral and attitudinal patterns of eating that can be experienced by many people and the general population. So basically, like, disordered eating is just having not good eating habits. So for an example, um, skipping breakfast, skipping, skipping multiple meals, making it a flex, making it seem like, oh, I forgot to eat today. Like that's so good. Like 
just making it making not eating seem quote unquote cool or quote unquote good or like having a coffee as like a meal replacement or just doing x y and z things that are not good that I know I shouldn't be doing or if I'm like not or if I ate if I feel like I ate too much then I might go to the gym extra to work off the the extra food I ate to like equal out for that and so that at that point I was having like a bad relationship with food and a bad relationship with my body and so therefore I try to not restrict myself too much because that relationship is still healing but I will mention I started doing intermittent fasting and I really like it because I think it has awesome benefits but I also don't really know if it works for my lifestyle because I do exert a lot of energy at the gym so I do need more calories and I do need to be eating food that fuels my body and gives me energy for the gym and just like for my day-to-day activities. So I think I started just having an overall better experience with the gym whenever I stopped thinking about changing the way I look and started thinking about the way I feel and what it's doing for me and like why I'm doing it and remembering how good it makes me feel and not about the way it's going to affect me because like I'm not going to see a change overnight and that was a huge thing for me I felt so frustrated that I wasn't seeing results and I'm like oh my god I'm comparing myself to all of these people just not feeling good enough and I think I don't look good and I don't look skinny enough but in reality like you get one body and you should eat the freaking piece of cake if you want to eat it. So once I changed my whys, I think that was kind of when everything fell into place when I started seeing results. And I always was consistent, but like I didn't start seeing my body like lose fat until I was just like super consistent and doing everything I needed to be doing. And also like instead of doing the, what are those movements called? The um, accessory movements, like the, the, like the machines, I would work on staple movements instead. And also just trying to really drink, I mean, eat a lot of protein and drink as much water as I can. Like just having those two goals for myself every single day really helps. Also, I don't know, it's kind of like a game to myself now, but I really like to try to walk 10,000 steps every single day. Um, today I did not accomplish that. (laughs) I'm at, wow, that's low. But also I wasn't wearing my Apple or whatever. This is not an Apple watch. I don't know what this is. Some type of watch. I was not wearing it this morning and it didn't calculate my steps, but I like to go on walks. That also just helps you move. And I like to do a little bit of cardio and I like to do a lot of weight training and Pilates. I love I love Pilates. Pilates is amazing. I cannot get enough of it. I think that is the number one thing that has really helped me change my body. But at the time, I was just living a restrictive lifestyle, and it was just not fulfilling. So I didn't start seeing changes in my body physically or mentally until I started treating myself like somebody that I love. And practical ways that I did this I put pictures of myself of me as a little girl 
in my car mirror and in my bathroom. So whenever I have a negative thought or something and I want to go back to that place in my head that is comfortable where I tell myself these mean things, I can look at that girl and I can say, you're doing great. Like, I'm proud of you. Keep going. You're doing so good and you can do it. Another thing I did was I took the negative people out of my life and that was a hard one because I am a chronic people pleaser and I want to see everybody happy and I want to see everybody smile and doing that meant that I had to give up people who didn't understand my priorities. So if it isn't in your lifestyle for me to take time out of my day to go to the gym and you not get mad about that or like be annoyed because I'm at the gym instead of doing something with you, then like you're not meant to be in my life right now. Another thing I had to do was get over my gym anxiety because I struggle with the worst gym anxiety. I Gym anxiety is a huge thing that will keep people from going to the gym ever. Like I had this one friend who would always tell me how much he loves the gym, but like he just can't get himself to go because he gets so anxious. So he always would work out at home, but I'm so proud of him. He overcame that and now he's lifting at the gyms and I couldn't be happy for happier for him. But the way I got over that was I basically had to just like humble myself and be like, literally nobody cares what I'm doing right now. Like I could literally be freaking walking it like a dog on the floor next to this man doing freaking Bulgarians and he's probably just in his own zone and I'm in my little world and we're just two people at the gym sharing a space trying to better ourselves and if like you're at the gym you're trying to better yourself so everyone there is just trying to better themselves and also if people are judging you at the gym go to a different gym because those people suck and they hate themselves and they're probably just projecting and they're probably just hungry honestly like that's probably why they're being a bitch um, another way I improved my, my physique, mental, personal development, just all around, I changed my split up. I used to just do strictly weights and then I moved into doing cardio and doing weights and doing Pilates. So let me just tell you what my split is just in case you would like to follow it. This isn't very, I mean, it's kind of beginner friendly, but I don't know. I, I like to do more isolated movement like more isolated days because it's hard for me to feel the activation doing push-pull legs or like a normal Arnold split I don't know is that what it's called I don't know some split that like a lot of gym bros do but push-pull legs I tried it for a while it's not for me um if you can make sure you're engaging the proper muscles and you know what you're engaging, then that is a good split for you. But if you're like, can't think straight sometimes and you're like, what am I, what am I focusing on? Like for me, I, I like to do shoulders on its own day because I'm like, what am I focusing on? Like I did back and by and, and shoulders today. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what muscle, what muscle am I trying to work right now? I don't know. So I do on Mondays, I started doing glutes and hamstrings because I'm trying to 
challenge and trick all the people who do chest and try on Mondays. So I'm like, all the people who do, do chest and try on Mondays, I'm outsmarting you because I'm doing legs. But now there's a bunch of people doing legs on Mondays. So now I'm just like, okay, you're just going to be waiting no matter what. So on Mondays, I will do glutes and hamstrings, Tuesday, chest and try. Wednesday, I will do uh, back and by. Thursday, I will do quads and calves, Friday, shoulders. And on my upper body days, I will do 20 to 30 minutes of some sort of cardio, um, whether that is Stairmaster without holding on at like a level 8 to 10, or I will walk on an incline for like 20 minutes um, and do at the 12, 3.30. If you know that was during a quarantine, that was a quarantine tactic that has stuck around and has stood the test of time so if you are looking to lose weight fast consistency is also key because like you don't want to be doing like walking one day and then cycling the next day and then walking the next day and then stairmaster and then rowing like you the more consistent you do like the the program you follow the more consistent it is, the more progressive progression you will see in those areas, in those movements. So if I'm working to improve my deadlift, I have to do deadlifts every week to make sure that it's going to go up in weight. So it's the same concept, like doing cardio every single week. You can go faster, build up your momentum, build up your intensity. Very important that you take note of this. I love to do Pilates on my leg days because I don't like to do extra cardio on my leg days because I just murdered my actual like murdered my legs why would I want to do more cardio like why would I do cardio that just sounds terrible I don't deserve that so instead I like to stretch my body move my body and do Pilates instead because Pilates is not only active recovery it's also helping you in every other aspect like it helps you be present. It helps you get your activation right. Like you, if you are not breathing during Pilates, you will miss the entire movement and you will have to breathe. You have to be connected. You have to be grounded in order to do Pilates because you will literally skip over the movements. Like you are working the smallest, most intricate muscles that you would not, like you cannot hit unless you are doing these type of movements and like that is something I I love Pilates I can go on about it but even if you just do one thing and you're like needing some like just one thing to start with from all of that the best thing I would say is literally do Pilates like (laughs) I never thought I would say that I never thought I'd say that I would literally I thought I would tell you go to the gym but like if you're too if if all else fails and you do not like you do not you're like Ella cannot go to the gym yet like I'm not ready do Pilates at your house there's this app called the Peloton app it is great it is free not sponsored but I should be sponsored you can also get a membership $13 a month to get access to more than the free classes and do tons of different videos and exercises like they're literally there's like five to 45 minute videos like a whole range of things from like treadmill walking Pilates, yoga, all kinds of things. It's amazing. And you can do it at your own, like in your own privacy where you don't feel uncomfortable doing flipping over on your head. So I know that was a lot. Um, 
that's basically my fitness regimen as of now. I do have some questions that wanted that people wanted answered, so I'm going to do the question portion of this podcast now. Somebody asked me what keeps you motivated to go to the gym and for me it has never been motivation it has always been discipline discipline over motivation because motivation will run out but discipline you have to do it like it's not something i'm thinking about i'm not giving myself time to think about it like i'm tired after work i'm tired after work i still need to go to the gym and do this for myself and i also think about it as like i'm putting in good energy into myself like I'm invest I'm looking at it as like an investment towards my future like us gym rats we are freaking investment because we only get better over time and I will progressively overload until I'm the greatest ever period um another question I got was how do I get over gym anxiety um this is a hard one because for me it kind of fluctuates I kind of go back and forth with with having gym anxiety because like for me I work out in the men's section of my gym and because the ladies section only goes up to like 25 pounds and I'm shoulder pressing like 35s now so I need a little bit of heavier weight um and I don't like feeling like I'm the only girl there I feel like I'm at a sausage sausage fest and I feel like I'm a piece of meat in there and it's kind of concerning but I kind of just have to like pretend everybody's naked and just walk in there like I'm the baddest bitch alive because if I don't, then I might start crying instead. And it's a funny thing too. Like you can talk to me. I'm, I'm straight up mean mugging in the gym. Like I have a resting bitch face because of the creepy old men who have approached me in the gym and like just the conversation, the unwarranted conversations I've had in the gym. Like if you think you want to approach your gym crush, really think strongly before you do and make sure it is the right situation. I will touch upon that after because I feel like a lot of guys could use that advice. So like if you see me at the gym and I look like I want to kill somebody, I promise you it's just a defense mechanism because once you like if you have a conversation with me in the gym, like I'm so nice. I just I'm just kind of in like my own world because that's just kind of like I kind of just have to dissociate from everybody there and pretend like I'm the only one in there or else I'm like wait oh my god everybody's watching me and reality nobody's watching me nobody cares so now here's my uh last and final question of the day um do I approach my gym crush (sighs) This question is a hard one because I I need the answer myself. I I don't know because like the guys who are in the gym like they are high quality men. Most of them, most of them. Like if you're in the gym, like you're working on your shit. You don't want somebody coming and talk to you in the middle of your set. Like if you're there to get your shit done and go, like you're there. If you're there to do your thing, like, you're there to do your thing, like, you don't want anyone in your business. But, like, if you see your gym crush with, like, an all-black set with a hoodie on and a hat and, like, big-ass headphones and, like, they're just their heads down, they're jamming, they're looking at their feet in their own world, don't go talk to them. Like, 
they're trying to blow off some steam. Like sometimes that's not the place you, you just have to use your brain in these situations because sometimes yes, you should go talk to your gym crush, but sometimes you shouldn't. It kind of just really depends on the person. Like for me, some days I want to be approached. Also, some days I don't want to be approached. Like you kind of just have to read my mind. And if you can't read my mind, that's your fault. No, I'm just playing. But, um, if you're a guy and you want to approach your gym crush, I say do it, but like be respectful. Obviously wait until they're done with their set. Don't ever ever I repeat ever try to correct their form like that is not a way of flirting like don't come after don't come up to me after I just did my Bulgarians and tell me like try to mansplain how to do a Bulgarian to me because like I know I know how to do a Bulgarian thank you Henry from KA like thank you but also like if you and your gym crush have like exchanged a lot of glances throughout your workout that is a good indication that they could be interested in you also, if your gym crush, like, seems like they're kind of following you around and, like, doing the same workout as you, like, following you in the gym, that could also be a good indication. But also, it really just depends on the person and depends on the energy that they're bringing forth. Because, like, you can, you can always throw in a nice little compliment because, like, people will eat that shit up. Like, you can literally just be like, hey, I like your shoes, cool shoes, like, and they'll be thinking about that the rest of their workout, or you could just be like, just give them, like, a fist bump or something. Like, honestly, sometimes I've learned that it's better for them sometimes to just be a gym crush, because, like, once you actually talk to them outside of the gym, you're like, wait, <laughs> wait, I liked it better in my imagination, I actually have the ick now, like, bye. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe we have been talking for almost a full hour. That's crazy. But my voice is getting tired, and I don't think I have anything else to say to you guys. So with that, I really hope you enjoyed it, and I cannot wait to see you guys next time. Please leave a like. Please leave a comment. Please leave a review. Let me know what I can do better, and my DMs are always open if you ever need anything. But I cannot wait to see you guys next time. Okay, love you. Bye.